Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. I'm really happy to welcome to the show Reverend Harold E. Peterson. Harold, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. It's it's an interesting process I'm going through. Absolutely. Uh, you have a new book out. It's called Alive in Me. The Word is Alive in Me, Galatians 2.20 and Hebrews 4.12. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, this is a devotional book based on a verse from each chapter that I had selected as important to me. They are intended to be part of daily devotions. What I use, I use, I read the chapter first and then the devotional. Hmm. What sort of a reading audience did you have in mind for this? I guess it is aimed at those who have a love for the Word of God hmm. and who desire to grow in their faith. It was basically started for a bunch of friends that I have that I share some of my own life in it, too. Hmm. So can you think back to when you got the idea to write this and actually sit down and put it on paper? When I was in, in high school or college, I, I chose these verses, and I've always wondered about them. And then about, oh, five, six years ago, I got the inspiration to start writing on these verses. And over the next four or five years, I completed the whole Bible. Alive in Me is just the New Testament part. Hmm. And can you talk just a little bit about what's special to you in Galatians 2.20 and Hebrews 4.12? Those are key verses in my life because they express for, for me what it is that my life is all about. It is about Jesus, and the way I learn about Jesus is through the Word. The Word is alive and active, and the Lord has used me in ministry in many different ways, in bringing healing to people and clarity to their life through inspiration and stuff. You've had a long time in ministry. Have you written a book before this, or is this the first time you've been published? This is the first book I have published, yes. There are two others coming up now that are at the publisher. One is on the prophets, and one is on the books of wisdom, and then there would be two others later on, on the Torah and the history books. So about how long of a process was this for you when you first started writing it clear up until it hit press? Well, I, I finished in 2017, and I printed it with a local printer for a couple of years before I even decided to, I decided to see if, and maybe get it published and see if I could reach a wider area than just the friends around here. When you finally got that first copy, you got to hold it in your hands, what was that like for you? The whole feeling of, of having accomplished something and getting a book published was awesome. Mm. I, I really enjoyed that feeling. Harold, are there any words of wisdom now that you could offer to the aspiring authors who are listening right now? The things I would share with them is to seek the Lord's guidance and ask the Spirit to guide you in, in your writing and give the Lord the glory for all that you are doing. 
Now, was the writing of this an easy thing for you, or did you encounter stops and starts, writer's block, things like that? I don't think so, because I'm used to writing sermons and lessons for teaching. So that was just part of writing is just part of my my whole ministry, too. Mm. I did a little bit of writing when I was over in Ethiopia, too, as a missionary. Harold, can you think back to maybe a person who's most inspired you during this whole thing? I would guess I would have to say my wife. Mm. She has always been a supporter of me, and she has a lot of inspiration that helps helps me in it, too. Now, when it comes to the things that you read and the way you feed yourself, I assume the Bible is a huge part of your life. Is there other reading that you find yourself going to to keep yourself inspired or educated? Yeah, I, I like um, the books of C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, mm. the books of Andrew Murray. Agnes Sanford, Dutch Sheet, Joel Rosenberg. Those are the kind of books that I like to read. That's some fantastic reading. Reverend Peterson's book is called Alive in Me. The Word is Alive in Me. Galatians 2.20 and Hebrews 4.12. Of course, written by the Reverend Harold E. Peterson, published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere. Harold, thank you again for joining me tonight. I had such a nice time chatting with you. Oh, thank you. I'm sitting down right now with author V.L. Harris here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Dr. Harris, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's my pleasure. You have a new book. It's out in stores right now. It's titled Black Sapphire. So can you tell me what readers are in store for here? Well, the book is an analogy of the hidden, unknown appreciation and kind of under-evaluation of both the gemstone, the the black sapphire, and an unknown class of African-American women who strive and survive to overcome the negative societal stereotypes and who are also insultingly referred to as black sapphires. You'll find that the gemstone is hidden in the deep crevices of the earth, and when mind has as high a value as the white diamond, But because of commercial propaganda and the popular catchphrase, diamonds are a girl's best friend and diamonds are forever, the white diamond enjoys a higher preference, a higher respect and esteem in this culture. The two gemstones hold co-equal value, one white, one black. And we, I wonder, should not American women, whether black or white, should enjoy co-equal life experiences, rights, access and privileges to citizenship, opportunities and a good life. So the book chronicles my personal life experiences born an African-American woman in Houston, Texas, and raised in Seattle, Washington, and the societal impact that positive and negative experiences have had on shaping my becoming and my potential even today. Dr. Harris, when it came to the readers that you were looking to reach out to here, was it primarily African-American women, or were you looking at a broader audience? Broader audience in terms of people who are critical thinkers, people who are enlightened, who believe in and seek human and informational balance and equality, and people who hold comprehensive perspectives on critical issues and events that shape the world, people who seek to track and understand truth and are inspired and want to resolve to make meaningful and take meaningful action for societal change, whether you're young or old, black or white, men or women, you all can appreciate the information in the book and the perspective and perhaps re-examine preconceived assumptions, coalesce for racial and social justice for all of Americans. Hmm. But secondly, the target is African-American women, families and communities, people who need to recall the past and recognize the best, reclaim those aspects that are good if they're, you know, collective past, and then replicate that as it 
corresponds to individual generational success and progress. Mm. So everybody mm. can get gain something from the perspectives of, in the book. Can you think back to where you were inspired or got the idea to sit down and put this on paper? It took two years of false starts and then about nine months, but I'm a very Christian person. So First John 2.20 persuaded me by the unction of the Holy Spirit and other passages in this scripture, you know, Romans 15.4 and Ecclesiastes 1.9, which essentially states that make your life experience and events so that your children, you know, write them down for instruction and encouragement so that they may bring hope to them and don't hide life from your children. Tell them the glorious deeds and wonders of the Lord. So I wanted to leave a legacy for my daughters and grandchildren and others who may benefit from my personal experiences, for I know that my God is not a respecter of persons. What does your writing background look like? Have you written before? Have you been published before this? Well, yes and no, in that I've published my dissertation and I've published news and magazine articles, speeches and church and community publications prior to publishing Black Sapphire, my book. Now it's your first book that you've had published, and you put a lot of time and effort into it. When you got that first copy in your hands, what was that like for you? It's not the fun. You, you know, some people say, well, this is my finest accomplishment. Well, I don't think it was my finest accomplishment. I felt a sense of satisfaction. Actually, it was part of my bucket list. Mm. And so I thought, now what else do I have to do? What else is left to do? What else can I accomplish with the time that I have left on this earth? Dr. Harris, a lot of our listeners right now are aspiring authors. Do you have any advice that you could give them right now? For a would-be author, read a lot, know your purpose, have something essential to say, research, write from your heart, and most important message you want to leave with your audience, embrace it and write. Well, this is a truly important message, and the book is titled Black Sapphire. It's written by V.L. Harris, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can get this everywhere that you shop for books, like on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, on iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Well, Dr. Harris, thank you again for coming on the show with me tonight. I had a wonderful time talking with you. It was my pleasure. Take care. I'm very happy to be talking with two authors right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. They're co-authors of a new book called White Raven, Transit of the Moon, Book One. I'm speaking with Naomi S. Kasky and Brad M. Kasky, co-authors. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Now, this is an interesting book. Naomi, this is your poetry, and this is Brad's interpretation of some of your poetry. So can you give me an idea for what readers can expect here? You know, it could be taken a couple of ways. It could just be taking you at face value with, you know, that we put certain poems before each chapter, which, you know, were the inspiration for that part of the story. Or, I mean, there's actually, you know, a lot of layers of symbology within, too. So, you know, anyone who's interested in going deeper could really, you know, do the, the diving and see that. Or, you know, you could just take it for face value what it is. The book is a collaboration of thoughts and ideas and interpretation of her poetry. A lot of times in life, we write things down and it might seem kind of chaotic to us. I've tried to like take the poetry that didn't have the dots connected and tried to mm -hmm. connect dots in the way that I would connect them. It's an interpretation. So the way that I feel about her poetry is definitely not the way that she thought about her poetry. It's kind of like artwork. I think that we all have a story inside of us that needs to come out. And that's why we all connect when we listen to a new song or a new poem or a play or 
something that we've we all find beautiful mm. you know we can all stare at the sun at the sunset and see a different thing you know and that's what this story is about it's about the spiritual aspect of connecting all the dots in our lives mm. was there a certain reading audience that you had in mind do you think, what kind of readers do you think would really be into this my audience is seekers people who are seeking truth in everyday things the little things that we do without realizing it like our poetry like we might write a poem and put it away mm. or we might write a piece of a song and put it away you know and expect no one else to see it yeah and actually with me i agree with that as well but when i originally wrote a lot of this poetry you know it was me trying to express something feelings about something that was going on in my life at that time and it was almost as kind of like a reaching out wanting to connect with others who were maybe also experiencing those same feelings and showing them that you know you're not alone in this you know i want you to see that this is something that other people deal with and there's someone else out there hmm. if that makes sense i don't know absolutely Naomi and Brad, can you think back to maybe that time whenever you realized, hey, you know, Naomi's poetry is special. There's a lot in here. So, Brad, where did that idea come from? How was that birthed? Well, actually, whenever I heard her talking about how she had a conflict with her mother about her poetry being dark, you know, she went to her mother and showed her, her poetry to her mother and her mother said it was dark. And she had a lot of critics. And I was like, this is a story because... It's written throughout all different points of her life. It was like I was offended for her. And in my heart, I was like, this is a story, a life story. This isn't just a poem or a group of poems. Because she would write one year and then she'd write it a little bit later in another time. And, you know, it's like a progression. Mm. It's a story of healing. I was like, what if we could take the poetry and let some kind of interpretation come out? You know, and let's let people think about the poetry for themselves. See my story a little bit, true, but mostly to see her poetry. That's why we put her name on top, mm. was so that the poetry could be the center of the book and not my story. That was my goal. Now, this is Transit of the Moon, book one. Obviously, there's more in the work. So what are you thinking for what comes ahead? Well, well, she has more poetry. She's written so much poetry. And there's a lot of levels to the poetry. I'm going to be carrying some of the characters from the first book into the second book, making them uh, continue with the battle to express this story and to hopefully reach the reader in a way that inspires them to not give up on their hopes and dreams. Hmm. This book, is, I'm hoping that it will inspire people like poets and, and authors just to keep on, to not give up, you know, in the darkness of the world, but to, to reach for their dreams and to write and to not let criticism stop them. Hmm. I encourage our listeners to check this book out. It's called White Raven, Transit of the Moon, Book One. It's written by Naomi S. Kasky and Brad M. Kasky, and it's published by Newman Springs Publishing. Of course, you can find this everywhere you shop for books like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Naomi, Brad, thank you again for joining me here tonight. I had a wonderful time learning about this really interesting collaboration that you have, and looking forward to the next one. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank you. God's Gift, Woman. This is the new book by Freddie Floyd Jr., and I'm going to talk about it with him here right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Freddie, thank you for coming by the show tonight. Thank you for having me. God's Gift Woman. Can you tell me what this book's all about? 
oh, this book is just about empowering women to get their groove back. Mm. You know, there's so much going on in the world by where women being victims are, are being mistreated, misused. And it's time for them to realize you are more than what society say you are. You know, you are a gift from God, period. And we need to treat you as such. Can you think back to when you got the idea or the inspiration to sit down and write this? Oh, my God. I was actually in, in Afghanistan. Hmm. I married my, I, I'm, I talked to my wife a lot. I'm married to her. And her child life inspired me a lot to start writing, to try to get more direction to women. You know what I mean? Hmm. So she really inspired me to, to get started. Have you ever done anything like this before? Have you ever written or been published? Yes, I have. I have a book I published a year ago entitled You Are Designed to Be Successful. And that is just really an outliner to the new book, God's Gift. And looking ahead, are you thinking of maybe writing more, publishing more in the future? Yes, sir. I'm actually working on one now. My third book will probably be released some point next year, but it's going to be a guide, a self-help book for men. Hmm. How long of a process was this for you from the time you first sat down, started writing it all the way up until it hit stores? It's about nine months, and that's not very long, but I, I knew what I wanted to say, and it came pretty easy. Was the writing of this book an easy thing for you, or did you come across a lot of challenges? Well, I did a couple of times. I mean, that's why it took so long, because even though it was an easy write, there's some days that you just don't feel like writing. You don't know what to say. Hmm. So uh, you had to fight through that, and God allowed me to, to do just that. A lot of our listeners right now are aspiring authors. They want to get a book out there. They want to get their message out to the world. Do you have any words of wisdom for them? Don't give up. When you're tired, don't give up. When you don't feel like it, don't give up, because you can't give up on you. You are the person that, that's going to be successful doing what you do, so no one knows you better than yourself. So you can't give up on yourself. Keep your dream alive. Hmm. I hear it time and time again from authors that all the time and hard work that goes into writing a book and getting it out there, that it's worth it. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of being a published author? The most rewarding aspect to me was in a small word, starting from the bottom and making it to where I am now. Because I came from a background where I wasn't a good speller. I didn't want to read, you know, and at 47 years old now, I'm able to just take one little verse of something and able to put it together into a whole paragraph. I hear from a lot of authors that they also love to read. Uh, what kind of a reader are you? Well, basically, most of my reading comes from inspirational things, not just the Bible. Hmm. But the Bible started me. But I always read inspirational quotes and whatnot and just trying to build people up because we have a lot of negativity in the world today. And we have to have something to hold our heads on. And my spirituality is just that. Now, some authors also have a sort of a routine they get into to get in the mood for writing. Sometimes there's a place, sometimes there's a time, or maybe you got to have that cup of coffee, something like that. But then other authors just sort of sit down and write whenever it hits them. So what kind of a writer are you? That's who I am. I am a fly-by-night type mm. of author. If I am, I can be working on the job and I get an idea. I have to write it down and put it away for later. So I won't forget that. And I can start writing on that. It just comes to me just like that. Freddie, if you had one final message that you'd like our listeners to know about God's gift, woman, uh, what would that be? Well, you cannot change the things that you tolerate. Mm. So you cannot just take anything from anybody anymore. You have to know your self-worth. Well said. I encourage our listeners to check this book out. It's called God's Gift, Woman. It's written by Freddie Floyd Jr., and it's published by Covenant Books. 
You can find us everywhere that you shop for books, like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Well, Freddie, it was great having you on the show tonight. Thanks again for stopping by. It was my pleasure. Thank you as well. I'm sitting down with author Warren S. Banks right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Warren, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. You've got a new book out right now. It's called Moment by Moment, I Pray. Can you tell us what readers can expect here? Yes, readers can expect an outline and a deep feeling of relief from the anxieties that they have been dealing with for quite some time. My intent was to present a format for people to really start believing in themselves and to see the need to believe that not that they are never alone because they have a God that really believes and loves them unconditionally. Hmm. I was reading about your book, and it says the story behind this started when you found yourself alone after the funeral of your wife. So can you tell me about that situation? Yes. What happened, Carver, is that we had been together, I call her chief, we had been together almost 50 years hmm married for 45 plus and we dated for about four years prior to getting married. Once we got married, we made God the center of everything that we did. And so when she died abruptly, I was floored completely. I didn't know where to go, who to talk to. So after a few months, I found myself in our den on the floor crying. I've been crying off and on for quite some time. I would ask the Lord, I said, Lord, please just let me come home. I want to come home. Uh, I have nothing else here left to do. I don't know where to go. I found myself rising up, Corey, rising up, not from my strength, but from the strength of the Lord. As I rose up, I felt my tears start drying up, and I could see my mother saying, that's my child there. That's my child. So when I became erect, my head was still bound and my hands were at my chest. And I found my head coming up and my hands in a praying position. I said, well, Lord, I have no one or nowhere to turn to but you. And so he spoke to me, Curry. He said, Warren Banks, I've been carrying you ever since you left your mother's womb. I was with you in Vietnam. And I've been with you all along. I said, but Lord, I'm not contemplating suicide. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to hurt anybody else. I just want to come home. So he spoke to me. He said, well, I want you to write your story in a prayer-like format. I want you to tell the world what you have gone through every day. But no matter what your situation or circumstance, you always looked up and said, Lord, Lord, Lord. Here I am. What do you want me to do? And so he told me, he said, I want you to write, and I want you to make it plain. And so, Carter, for the next 33 months, I wrote every day. Mm. I had accumulated over 3,000 handwritten pages. And so if you look at the number 33, 33 is when Jesus went to the cross. At that point, the Lord spoke to me again, and he said, Warren, I got everything planned for you. Everything. Well, congratulations on getting this book out there, Warren, and I encourage our listeners to check this out. It's called Moment by Moment, I Pray. Of course, it's written by Warren S. Banks, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. 
You can find this everywhere that you shop for your books, like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere. Warren, thank you again for joining me tonight. I had a nice time chatting with you. Yes, and thanks a lot, Carl. I'm appreciative of your time and your energy. Thanks a lot. Right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable, I'm really happy to be speaking with Patricia Reed. Patricia, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me, Corey. Really happy to have you on the show. You've just released a new book. It's in stores right now, and it's called Fruity Tree. Can you tell me about it? Yes. Actually, Fruity Tree is one of my second books that I have written. It's a very fun book because it teaches children a lot of things about the fruit of the spirit meaning that it teaches them about kindness, walking in love, being patient, having gentleness and self-control, which I see missing a lot with children these days. Certainly. Uh, Was there a certain age range of children you think would be best suited for this? Yes, I I like to start them off like with the pre-K age because they have more of an understanding of what you're teaching them at that age and go all the way up to elementary. Hmm. Patricia, I'm interested in knowing, where did you get the idea for this? I've been doing child care for like over 22 years, and I had the privilege of working at home when I first started my business. And I used to read a lot of different books, and I used to always, you know, pray over the children. Just sitting down one day when I was on my lunch break, I just pondered some thoughts, and I just picked up a pen and started writing. And then this book came out out of me, so... I'm just very happy about it and happy to share with the world. You said this is your second book, so are you planning to write a third and continue publishing after this? Yes, Corey. I have actually written other, have other manuscripts waiting to come out there, so just be looking out for them. Hmm. They'll be coming soon. Children's book involve illustrations. It's a really important part. How hard is it working with that, lining up your vision, your words, with what they see visually? That's a very good question. To be honest with you, with Fruity Tree, I actually allowed Christian Publishing to actually do the illustration for this book. And I had a visual in my mind, and with the illustrator, they actually did everything that I saw as pictures. Mm. It came out to be such a unique book. I love the colors. I love how they implemented the diversity in the book. And it's just a, a range of fun. I think that the kids just will love it and be drawn to it, especially with all the beautiful colors. Yeah, it's so wonderful. When you see it all come together, you get that finished product. So can you tell me what it was like for you when you got to hold that first one in your hands? Oh, wow. I actually started crying because it was just such a warm feeling to see your dream come to light, just to see exactly how everything unfolded, the beauty of it, and just to see the pictures and the words and just the layout. It really made me feel so happy, and I'm very satisfied with this book. Mm. Patricia, when you wrote this, was it generally an easy thing for you, or did you have a lot of stops and starts? Well, I will have to be totally honest with you. When I wrote this book, just trying to make sure that I had everything formatted properly was not hard, but the hardest part was actually trying to find the time to actually get it published and actually to finish the whole book, meaning to like, okay, it's time for me to get this book done. Everything else kept coming. I had a lot of obstacles that came in a way, but Mm. I pushed through and I birthed this book and I'm so happy and excited to share it. Yes, congratulations on doing that. What advice now would you give to the aspiring authors listening right now who want to get some books out there too? 
Well, the first thing I would say, you have a dream. You should bring that dream to life. It may take you a little time, but stay focused on that dream. And don't give up on your dream. Put it on paper. Start there. And if you really are serious, go for it. Get someone to help you publish. Start studying and finding out how you can become an author. And it can happen for you just like it happened for me. Patricia, whenever you think to yourself, wow, I'm a published author, what's the most rewarding aspect of that for you? Wow. Well, one of the most rewarding aspects is that I am able to leave a legacy Mm. for my children, my children's children, and all the children that I take care of. They can see a dream be implemented, and they can learn how to become a moral person with high ethics and high character as well. Mm. Well, Patricia, thank you for having a heart to reach out and to better others, to help others, and especially with this book, to reach out to children. It's called Fruity Tree. It's written by Patricia Reed, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere that you go shopping for books like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere. Patricia, it was great having you on the show tonight. Thank you again for joining me. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for the opportunity, and thank you for all you do for all of us. Have a great day. The author I'm speaking with right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable is Keith Murphy. Keith, thank you so much for being here tonight. It's my pleasure, Corey. Thank you for having me. Now, you've got a new book. You just published it. It's called Rising Sun, Sun spelled S-O-N. So uh, what's this book all about? It's actually it's a 365-day devotional. It helps you uh, understand who you are in Christ. I, I focus a lot on being a new creation and all the things that Jesus has attained for us. Hmm. Can you think back to when you got the idea, the inspiration to sit down and put this on paper? I've been writing for a while. I've just been sending them out as family devotional times. And, you know, once I started, they started kind of making sense in the beginning. It was just kind of a bunch of thoughts on paper. And, I, and the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me and helping me to organize my thoughts. And I just ended up in a devotional type format. Hmm. I started sending them out to people, got some positive feedback. And then one day somebody said, hey, you ought to put a, put a book together. Have you ever done anything like that before you know, when it comes to writing, publishing, stuff like that? Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a contractor. I'm a carpenter by trade and I'm never even crossed my mind. I probably skipped every English class imaginable back in, <laughs> back in school. And <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't a good guy paying attention and sitting <laughs> down and listening, but I was never, ever drawn to writing and that kind of thing. So it's very out of character for me to write anything. So what was it like then when you got to hold that first copy in your hands? Oh, it was awesome. I was just really overwhelmed. I just, could just feel a father just hugging me and it was just really cool. It had just come into reality. It just was, just was here finally. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I assume this is primarily for a Christian audience, for an audience of believers. Would that be accurate, or did you have sort of a broader or more narrow audience in mind? I think you've got to be a believer, and particularly one with the Holy Spirit in them, to, so that you can understand what I'm talking about. I think some mm-hmm. of these concepts would be a little foreign to people that really aren't in the kingdom. And now that you've gone through this for the first time, I'm sure you learned a lot about the publishing process. Could you offer any advice to people who are listening right now looking to do that same thing? Yeah, I would say just go for it and, and see where it goes. And But that goes for every desire that, that the Lord has put in our hearts. He knit us together in our mother's womb. Mm. He gave us the desires in our heart. And we need it's our jobs to find those desires. I think there's a lot of inventions out there. I think there's a lot of technology, mathematics, science, more books, music, all aspects of the arts that are out there in the body of Christ that are laying dormant because people are afraid to take chances. So take a chance, fail. It doesn't matter. Just go out and do whatever you got to do. Get it. it feels great just to get it off your chest. Keith, you're a published author now. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of that? 
you know, I don't know yet. It's kind of new to me still. So uh, I think it's cool that when somebody kind of gets what I'm saying and it helps them to get closer to the father, mm-hmm. you know, they just understand him different. They understand themselves different. They understand the righteousness that we have in Christ and how amazing that is. So Keith, would you do this all over again or have you given any thought to maybe writing another book and publishing more? Yeah, currently I'm working on a, a vision that I had. I'm, I'm working with a photographer and we're trying to get the vision to come to life. I'm also still writing devotionals, so I'll probably have a, a second book come out at some point, depending upon how this goes. Hmm. I'm getting the sense that the writing process is an easy thing for you. Is that the case, or do you have a lot of stops and starts and writer's block, things like that? It's not an easy process. It's not something that comes natural. It comes supernatural for me, and it hmm. doesn't usually start till I start writing. So I can think about, uh, I'll usually be reading a scripture. I'll get kind of stuck on a scripture, and I know that's a scripture that the Lord is trying to teach me something about. I'll meditate on the scripture. I'll study the scripture. I'll go through other commentaries on it and whatnot. And then uh, I'll start to write. And as I write, I get the next sentence. It's kind of unique, I think, at least for me, that I have no idea what I'm going to write until I'm writing it. Keith, while you were writing these devotionals, were there people around you in your life that could encourage you or motivate you along the way? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, My family's been there for me. And it's a long shot, you know, when you go to write something. You know, it's kind of more of a hobby at this point than Mm. anything else. And there's not a whole lot for them to support. But I've gotten a lot of positive encouragement from my family and friends over things that I've written and shared with them. So I guess you could say that. I encourage our listeners to check this book out. It's called Rising Sun, Sun spelled S-O-N. It's written by Keith Murphy and published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find it everywhere that you shop for books, Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Keith, thanks for coming by the show here tonight. I had a really nice time talking with you. Thanks, Corey. Have a great day. Readers can find deep inspiration and hope in Bryant E. Rogers' new book, I Was Transformed by My Trials, Inspired by the Holy Spirit. I'd like to welcome Bryant to the show right now. Bryant, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me all about this book? It's pretty personal for you. Oh, very personal. I mean, like I said on the very back of the book, I felt like I was, my life was going to change, and it was like a, something was about to happen to me, and it terrified me to no end. It was like a gut feeling I had that my life was about to spin out of control. And it was it's like you knew something was about to happen, but you didn't know from which, which direction was coming or how mm. it was coming. But you knew it wasn't going to be good. Mm. As I said, I thought I was fine. I didn't want to change, but it really was something that knocked me off my feet. And never, no, have no book training, no write, book writing no training, never in my life I've written anything. It was devastating. It really flipped my life upside down to go through that, that whole ordeal in, in itself. It turned me inside out, put it like that. And it really, God really got a hold of me in a way that I thought no one could get a hold of me. <laughs> wow. Was this difficult for you to write? Yeah, it was. Mm. It really was. It was hard for me to write, but I didn't know I was going to write it. It wasn't until probably about six years later, I was at work one night and I heard the Lord speak to me as clear as day and said, go to that computer and start typing on everything that happened. And it just flowed on the paper like water pouring in a cup. It just flowed. And I had no idea why I was writing. I had no idea that it was going to turn into a book. No clue. I just continued writing. And one day I spoke to a friend of mine, just reading some stuff to her and never had shared it with anybody. And that was back in 2019. Never shared it with anybody. And I started reading some of the stuff to her and she was like, this is pretty good. I was like, what? <laughs> I said, you can't be serious. She said, no, this is really good. She said, I'm an English teacher. She said, you write real well. I said, no, I don't. She said, you write to a point that a person can visualize 
everything you, that they're reading. It's like mm -hmm. they can see it. She said, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. I just wrote what happened. She said, no, you didn't just write one. You wrote, you wrote a book. She mm -hmm. said, you ever thought about introducing to a publisher? I said, why would I do that? She said, because I think this thing, we have something here. I said, okay, you know, bumped your head. <laughs> <laughs> and so I contacted Christian Faith Publishing and got contacted by a literary named Maria and called and told her the story. And there are five poems in this book that God divinely gave to me. I have no poetic writing experience whatsoever. Hmm. And God woke me up different times during the course of this whole ordeal I was going through. Just woke me up in my sleep and I heard him speak to get your get your paper. I almost like I don't want to say something to you. And started writing in the middle of the night. Mm. Those five points in that book. One is named Thankful was the first one he gave to me. The other one was named Growing Up in Jesus. And the third one is He Cares for You. Another one is called Thank You. And I can't remember the last one. Oh, a gift from God. It's a poem given to a man talking about the wife God gives him because God is the one who gives a man a wife and is the one he chooses for him. And I just wrote and I had, like I said, I had no idea of Corey why I was writing. Mm. Never had no clue. And when I spoke to Maria and introduced everything to Maria, she said, I wanted to put this book before five best-selling authors. Of course, I was on pins and needles because <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, they're going to read it. That's all I thought. But when she came back to me, five years later, she said to me, she said, have you ever written a book before? I said, no, I haven't. They said, you wouldn't have thought so because you don't write like an amateur, you write like a professional. Mm. I said, what? <laughs> I said, not me. She said, yeah. She said, the book had them all in tears and wow. just had to grab them all. I said, it's a true story. Mm. I said, it's a true story. The book is truly was inspired by the Holy Spirit because I never kept a note. I never wrote down notes what I had to say in the book or wanted to say. I would write for maybe a, a four or five hours and say, leave it long for probably about maybe one or two months. Pick it up. It's like I picked up right where I left off and everything continued to flow. Part two is already done. I just haven't given it to Christian Faith yet, but it picks up where part one left off. But it will really make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you look around and say, God, you are truly real because there are things I put in that book that I write about near-death experiences that my wife experienced that she literally, God took her and allowed her to come back and tell me what happened. She passed away about twice, well, once in this book. And God allowed for a period of time, her body, spirit literally left her body. And God allowed her to come back and tell me what happened. Well, Brian, you're truly doing some wonderful work using your experiences and trials and everything to reach out and help others that are maybe going through the same thing. The book is called, I Was Transformed by My Trials, Inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is written by Bryant E. Rogers. You can find this everywhere, like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores. And, of course, it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Bryant, I truly enjoyed our time together here tonight. Thank you again for joining me. There's one more place to be found, too. Corey. It can be found at www.bryantrogers.com. My name's spelled B-R-I-N-T-R-O-G-R-S.com. That's a website can be found too as well. Thank you. I'm really happy to welcome author Christoph Rathgeb to the show right now. Christoph, thank you for joining me tonight. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be speaking with you tonight. Yeah, you have a new book. You just released it. It's in stores now. It's called the Secret of the Western European Union in the Light of Biblical Prophecy. So uh, this sounds interesting. Can you tell me about it? Yes, uh, the book deals with biblical prophecy 
that uh, revolves around governments, peoples and nations in our day. Prophecy that is now coming true right now before our eyes. Previously sealed or encrypted prophetic statement of the Bible could not finally be descripted. The whole dream of the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar could be completely deciphered for the first time. The mystery of prophecy 666 is also solved, and the second coming of Jesus Christ and the judgment for mankind. Can you think back to when you got the idea or the inspiration to write this and then get it out there to the world? Yes, it was when I was reading the newspaper. The Holy Spirit opened my understanding, mm. revealed to me that what, jo- what I just read are precisely these 10 nations that the Antichrist will then rule over. This evidence moved me to write this book. When you're writing this, did you have a target readership in mind? Yes, of course, yes. First of all, the, the Christians, the believers, and also the, the Jews, the Israelites, and people who want to know what will happen in the future. They will appreciate because it arouses curiosity about current events. Now, Christoph, have you ever done anything like this before, written a book or been published? No, actually, it's the it's the first <laughs> the first public book. <laughs> yeah, congratulations! Yes. What would you say is the most rewarding part of now saying you're a published author? The most gratifying thing is the fact that I know that through the release of this book, many lives can be reached with the revealed truth, and also it is the sense of accomplishment and knowing that I am sharing my message with others, and also to open the eyes for the unbelievers that the return of Jesus Christ is imminent. Now, Christoph, you obviously have a passion for this, a passion for writing and and for the message. Have you given any thought to writing more and publishing more in the future? Yes, I'm going to write a book about a remarkable event in my married life. The title Mm. of the book will most likely be um, a true life story, Deliverance from from Demons. And I'm sure you learned a lot being your first time writing a book and going through the publishing process. What words of advice could you now give to the aspiring authors listening? Yes, uh, I would say do not hurry, take enough time, and not to give up, uh, being a channel of blessing for people, mm. and believe you, you can do it, and, and also and have uh, persistence. That's great advice. Now, there's nothing like seeing that final work in your hands, that finished product after a lot of work and time went into it. What was it like for you whenever you got to hold that first copy of this in your hands? Oh, I was very, very happy. Mm-hmm. I was very happy when I've seen it through it. It, it was really great, uh, all the, the pictures in color, uh, as, mm-hmm. as I liked, you know. Um, they have done everything the way I wanted. <laughs> it, uh, it was really the help of God, you know. I was very happy. It's really... It's really, uh, it's really nice, and <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> mm, absolutely. That's great to hear. Can you say that there's been a person, or maybe more than one person, who's most inspired you in your life, and especially in your writing career? Well, what inspired me is my wife, you know. She, she told, no, I have to go on. It's really good, you know. <laughs> and Jesus Christ uh, in, in, inspired me huh, to write a book. <laughs> mm. I encourage our listeners to check this book out. It's called 
The Secret of the Western European Union in the Light of Biblical Prophecy. It's written by Christoph Rathgeb and is published by Fulton Books. You can find this everywhere, of course, like Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and iTunes and Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere. Christoph, it's great speaking with you again. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you, too. Yes, very much, yes. <laughs> How can man's best friend actually enrich your spiritual life? Well, readers are going to find this out in the new book by Sandy Thiel. It's titled, Maximized Devotionals, Daily Devotionals for Dog Devotees. Really happy to be talking with Sandy right now. Sandy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Corey. I appreciate it. Sandy, I love the premise of this book, Dogs Enhancing Your Spiritual Life. Can you tell me about this? Sure. Well, Maximize Devotionals is about how my dog, Max, brings me closer to God. I would characterize it as a lighthearted devotional that describes how the everyday experiences of my little white cockapoo help me see God more clearly. I love it. How did the idea for this come about? Well, you know, Corey, I never really sat down intending to write a book. Hmm. It's really taken me several years to piece this together. But after we adopted Max from a rescue center several years ago, it seemed like whenever I would walk him and while I was praying, my mind would kind of fill with ideas of how Max connected me with God. And these ideas just kind of stuck in my head. And so to get them out of my head, I just began to type them up on my computer. It just seemed like during the pandemic, when I couldn't go to church anymore, you know, my Bible studies were on Zoom, I couldn't meet with my small group, I started rereading those notes that I had, and it seemed to help me fill a spiritual void. So I reorganized thoughts with, with the extra time I had during COVID, and Maximize Devotionals was kind of the end result. Then how did it feel after all that work to finally hold that first copy in your hands? You know, I thought I would be so excited when I first held that book in my hands. And when I did hold it, Corey, I did first say, thank you, God, we did it. Now help me get this book into the hands of people that need to read it. But I would have to say, I guess it was kind of the experience of even writing the book where I figured out that this was what the blessing was to me. It truly wasn't the end result. It was really, what's, what's that saying? It's not about the destination, it's the journey. Hmm. So that's really uh, my takeaway from that. Now, do you have any words of advice for the aspiring authors who are out there that want to get their first book out? Yeah, I guess to keep it simple, I would tell those folks four words. Keep writing, it's exciting. Because during the process of writing Maximize Devotionals, that's really where I enhanced my relationship with God. It was kind of ironic, Corey. Here I was, you know, I was writing a devotional on helping other people connect with God, but it was really the process of me writing it that helped me connect with God. So even if would-be authors, if you never get that chance to hold that actual book in your hand, please don't think you're a failure. That may not be what God had intended for you. Maybe it truly was just the experiencing of writing it yourself. Hmm. Have you given any thought to writing more and publishing more books in the future? I've given it a lot of thought, Corey, but I'm really dependent on God. This is something that I pray about, and I know that if God wants me to write more, He will continue to give me the ideas. 
And he has been giving me ideas. I have been capturing some thoughts for Maximize Devotionals 2, where 2 is not the number T-W-O, but T-O-O, as in also. And it's about uh, how other pets bring their parents closer to God. You know, I love when people stop me and say, hey, I read your book. I really enjoyed it. But I love it even more when they say, hey, you know what? My dog does that same thing that Max does. And then sometimes these folks will share with me ways that their pet brings them closer to God. And I, I am just always thrilled to hear those stories. And I would love to capture them and maximize devotionals, too. I hear from so many authors that writing a book and publishing a book is so much time and hard work. But I also hear from those same authors that all of that is worth it. So what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a published author? It is rewarding. I'm hoping that more accomplishments will follow. Being a published author was something that was always in the back of my mind, Corey, but you know, I never really thought I had the time, the talent, or the topic to actually accomplish it. So I'm really glad that Max came into my heart and home. He has given me a reason to write, and I feel fortunate that uh, God has really allowed the words to come together. And thank you for allowing God to work through your words and experiences and talents. The name of the book is Maximize Devotionals, Daily Devotions for Dog Devotees. This is written by Sandy Thiel and is published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere that you shop for books like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere. Sandy, thanks again for stopping by the show. I had a great time learning about Max and about your book and really nice time chatting with you. Well, thank you, Corey. I enjoyed being with you today. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podserve, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first.